the strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm one with the force, the forces with me. Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 193, recorded October 12th, 2023. My name is Joe Becker, one half of the KyberCast team. The other half with me as always. Well, my name is Michael Diaz. How you doing, Joe? We are back at it. Look at that. Two two and two weeks in a row. Look at that. We're we're becoming real again. We're rolling. We're rolling. We are rolling somewhere. And you know what's sad? We're rolling, but the rest of the industry isn't. Really not. It's really been down. I mean, we last time we recorded with Alan, uh, Alan last week, check that episode out about the Ahsoka finale and basically the series. We did watch Loki right after that, but we're about one week behind for every Loki because we record on Thursdays and the new one has just been released 18 minutes ago, but I did not watch anything, obviously. No, same. So we will talk about Loki episode one, season two later on in the episode. Uh, but Michael, get into that big bulk of news that we have. Well, continuing the, uh, the, uh, the theme here of sad, let's start with, unfortunately, the death of Keith Giffen, um, which do you know who Keith is, Joe? Well, I do because of your posts. So, okay. Uh, Keith Giffen, he worked in comics forever. I mean, he co-created Rocket Raccoon, um, who obviously became, I mean, he, he started it as like kind of like a side character in the seventies. And then later in the comics, he joined the guardians of the galaxy and then obviously the movies and became kind of like the emotional center of the third movie by James Gunn. So helped create him. Uh, he also, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Mike ring, who's been on this podcast. Uh, one of his favorites of Keith Giffen is a, basically a character named ambush bug who was a DC character that kind of made fun of DC continuity within DC continuity. He was an absurdist character. He was funny, but for me, my bread and butter when it came to Keith Giffen was his probably legendary run on justice league in the eighties. He co-wrote that book with JM DeMatteis, uh, Kevin McGuire did the artwork for the first 24 or so issues. And it is a classic run. They were fantastic because what they did. So if you remember in the eighties, uh, there was crisis and infant earths. And basically is he like the Steve Ditko of DC? Um, I wouldn't, like I said, seventies and eighties, he was, well, yeah, seventies and early eighties, he was more at Marvel. But I mean, wasn't Ditko more like the kind of a, uh, uh, what's to say, not not like a stronger layout kind of guy, like a bold, like a very bold layout person? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing about Keith Giffen. Not only was he a writer, he was also an artist. So some comics he did just art, some he wrote and did art, and some he just wrote. Like, he did everything when it came to comics. You got to love that guy. But like I said... For me, my bread and butter was his work he did on Justice League. It was right after uh, DC had their whole crisis on Infinite Earths where they basically rebooted the DC universe. And they got rid of like the last 20, 30 years of Justice League continuity. And here's a new Justice League. It wasn't Justice League of America. It was just Justice League for like the first seven issues or so. And then it became Justice League International because it's not just about America. It's about saving the world. And what was great with that though Yes, Batman was one of the original members, but they intentionally didn't pick A-listers. You know, you think Justice League now, you think of like basically, the you know, the classic DC trinity of Batman, Superman, or Wonder Woman, and then usually a Green Lantern, a Flash, and so on from there, right? But in his Justice League, he had Batman, and that was the big name. 
He had a Green Lantern, but it was Guy Gardner, who was not the popular Green Lantern at the time. He brought in Booster Gold, who was a new character. He brought in Blue Beetle, who was a recent acquisition from, you know, uh, Carlton Comics. Uh, he brought in Black Canary, who people know who she is now because of Arrow. Right. But she was not an A-lister back in, you know, 1986 or whatever this came out, 84. And she's not an A-lister now. Right, but people at least know who she is now, right? If you're, yeah, if you watch the show. Correct, correct. Anyway, his comic was great because it was, it was hilarious. I mean, yes, they still do the superhero stuff, but he kind of, like, it was a little tongue-in-cheek in that he knew that, you know, really on the surface of it, superheroes are kind of absurd. So, like I said, it's a classic run. It was all collected in two massive omnibi that I own. And it's great, great comics. It's hilarious. Absolutely hilarious, but also really well written. He, he does characters well. So I could go on and on. The short version is it, it's a great loss to the comic book industry. And I loved Keith Giffen. So well, was he still working or is he retired? And As far as I know, he was still working. I, I could be wrong on that. I think he was about 70 years old. Um, a few years back, he basically did like a, a version of this Justice League for another publisher, for Boom Publishing. But it was, you know, all like kind of just different enough where they couldn't get sued. It was called the Planetary Brigade. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, yeah. It was still absurd and hilarious, but obviously it wasn't that same magic. But Right. Like, he, he was fantastic. He did a great job on so many things. So sad to see him go. Yeah. Um, let's get into... Uh... The second part, we have a few things to talk about there. The second piece of news that you have here. Well, the Hollywood Reporter had a great piece where basically Marvel figured out you can't fix everything in post when you're doing a TV show. Um, I'll, I'll probably reference the link when I get to the social media part of our show, like when, when you guys see it online. But it's a great article where basically Marvel's like, you know what? We are not lighting a fire under anyone's ass. With our shows. They're very no, hit or miss. They're not. They're not. And, you know, the movies, Marvel's famous for this, for doing what they call previs. Like, they sure. already know what the massive action scenes are going to be before there's a script. So they plot those out first, and then they basically build the movie around the massive I should action. say, before there's a final script, they, they kind of know there's some storyline there. You don't just, like, we're going to have a battle. Right, right. They they have an idea what the story is going to be. No. But they don't have that final script, but they know definitely, you know, you're going to have so-and-so fighting so-and-so and it's going to do this and stuff's going to blow up and blah, blah. They do all that first. Right. It's almost two directors. Correct. And then, you know, the movies come out and if things aren't working, they, don't, they re-edit it. You know, they add some CGI here or there and they, they fix a lot of it in post. And when you have an hour and a half, two hours... Well, in the case of some of the Avengers movies, three hours, you can hide a lot of your sins, right? When you get a TV show that's running, you know, eight, ten episodes, sometimes you, you just can't fix it in post. You actually need a showrunner, you know? You actually need a show Bible where this is going to happen. For example, She-Hulk. We all found out after the fact the first episode was actually the last episode. Right. But they kind of rejiggered it, re-edited it, and put it at the beginning. And it worked. Did it? But Well, I enjoyed She-Hulk. I know you didn't like it nearly as much. But even, even though I enjoyed She-Hulk, I recognize it's not as strong as the movies. And I get that it's TV. I get that it's, well... In theory, in TV, it's supposed to be a smaller budget, but Marvel's still spending a fair amount of money on these TV shows. It, to me, it comes down to writing. I mean, you can do all these things, but it's just not good writing. I mean, they're, you know, the the Marvel Netflix shows, and what we're what we're getting at here is that Daredevil scrapped their whole writing team, and they're starting over, and they've already shot some of it. They're going to go, so they're starting over. Yeah, I heard. I mean, there's different amounts, but basically, it sounded like they were about halfway through, which season one. Season one, but season one, they had committed, they had announced 18 episodes. Yeah. So if they're 
starting over halfway through. That's probably terrible. And I don't know. If, well, yeah, that's the thing. If Kevin Feige came in and said this is fucking awful, then you gotta re you got you gotta reset, right? Yeah, I think you know. Listen, the, the the if you watch the Netflix show, and I know this is a legend, you know, it's a different Daredevil, I guess, or a variant, or whatever we want to say it is. Right, right. It took a while for him to get in the costume. Yeah, you know, but it worked for that series. It you did. can't do that here, and it sounds like that's where the road they were on again. Like, like it was like a law show again, like another law show before it even started. Things started to happen. It's like, listen, they're 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 not making great shows. We will talk about Loki later, right? Um, and Marvel's lost its footing. It doesn't have a direction right now. They may say there is, but there isn't. There's so many scattered storylines. We have no idea where it's going. Um, it's clearly not as thought out as through Infinity War. Clearly no. is not. And you've got writer strikes, you've got all these things that happen and they're behind. Um, probably good to take a break uh, because I think it could come back stronger. But if they're if they're putting their hopes on Marvels, that's going to fail. It's going to be a flop. I guarantee no. you it's going to be a flop. In the last year or so, I would say the only really good things Marvel's put out I mean, no question, Guardians of the Galaxy is the best thing they've put out, in my opinion, since the Infinity War saga. I'm trying to think of everything. I still like Shang-Chi better. That's fair. That's fair um, that you like that better. I, but but you're not that wrong. I mean, it's it's right up there, right? It's it's right, a ma- right. matter of matter of um, opinion there. But it's it's really like because I say Shang-Chi because it's new. It's not the third of an IP. That's fair, but. You know, there was so much hurt. I mean, let me just put it, you know, we already covered this in the review, but I literally went from sobbing to laughing to sobbing in. Yeah, it's a, it's a very good movie. No doubt about right. it. I'm not arguing that. Right, right. I'm just giving different merits for different things. That's fine. Um, and that's totally cool. But so, yeah, Shang-Chi, I'll, I'll agree with you on that. That's pretty fucking good. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and Black Panther 2. And even yeah, Black but, Panther but Black 2, Panther 2 wasn't that, like, I wasn't that great. It was okay. I really but, like it. But there's reasons for it. There's What can you do? Things happen. Like you can't. Right. You, it's, it's, it's hard when it's, your main it's character unfair. dies, right? Yeah. It's a, that's an unfair situation. It is. Um, but for what for what they had to make of it because of that, I still feel it was a very compelling story. Yeah. So you got three three good things. Um, the point is you, you, you they're, they're in trouble. They've got to fix things on TV. I don't think Marvels will crack 400 million. It's a high bar because, you know, Captain Marvel cracked a billion. Yeah. I don't think it's going to do as good as Ant-Man. That would be a huge warning sign for Marvel. Yeah. I mean, I could be dead wrong, but I don't hear any buzz for it from anybody in, in, you know, through social media or whatever. And it's coming out in a month. Maybe they'll, maybe it'll get bigger, but I, I mean, I'll, I'll go see it. I, I have nothing. I get like, hey, don't take this the wrong way, audience. Like, I, I loved Captain Marvel. That's a great. I, that's one of my favorites, actually. So it's got nothing to do with that. I just don't think it's going to do what people think it's going to do. Right. This is, I don't know. This feels more like Age of Ultron than it does the first Avengers. If that makes sense. Yep, one hundred percent. So, and I'm right there with you. I loved Captain Marvel as well. I think I'm still more interested in this, and I'm more hopeful this movie will do well. But there's no way. I mean, Captain Marvel, like I said, if it didn't do a billion, it was getting pretty close, right? Mm-hmm. I agree with you. This, if it makes five hundred million, that's pretty good, I think, for the Marvels. Yeah, but I don't know what they put into it. Is it going to be? I saw an interesting article that basically said Marvel very much wants you to remember that the Marvels is a Captain Marvel sequel. Because, <laughs> you know, when, when Captain Marvel came out, it did better than Wonder Woman. Right. It was also at the prime part of like Infinity War. We want to know who this was. We, we It was in between Infinity, Infinity War and... Um, uh, Endgame. 
end game because you you know at the end of Infinity War he flips open the uh, the beeper and you see her logo right right and well and they fed on that hype because right everyone knew Captain America Chris Evans was done when Infinity War was over right right well end game everyone knew he was done and people were kind of wondering who is going to leave the Avengers next and I said Captain Marvel at the time. You did, and that was a that was a very prevalent rumor that she was going to leave the Avengers. And after, you know, she but you know she, she showed up at the beginning of Endgame, and you know she did her reports and stuff. And I'm like, that's it. She's still off planet. Yeah. And they, then she just shows up at the end and kicks everyone's ass. Yes. Yeah. That was bad. That that was a bad part. They could have they could have really put her in a position to lead the Avengers. Um, yeah. I, I think they made a mistake. I agree. Because I was hyped. That was part of the thing. I was like, oh, man, we, we saw we saw Infinity War. Now we're seeing this. Are they prepping her to take that mantle? Is she going to lead the Avengers? Makes sense. She's also ex-military. She's also a, you know, a captain. She's got all this. Right. She's more powerful. You know, just power-wise, her power level is so much higher than Captain America's. I mean, could she be the next leader? I mean, clearly she was not. So that hype is not here. No, it's gone. Right. We're not, we're not expecting, like, if they announced at the end of, you know, the Marvels, and by the way, she is now the leader of the Avengers. Too late. Yeah. You lost they, that hype. And the last time we saw her was, like, the last 10 seconds of Shang-Chi. No. Well, which came out first? Because she did show up at the oh, end Oh, that's of right. Marvels. She was at end of Marvels. But that's kind of like, Marvel, leading Marvel. to, yeah, Miss Marvel. That's right. And, but she's well, kind of like, literally a scene that's going to be in the movie. That yeah. we've seen in the trailer. Right. We've seen the scene. We've seen the scene. So, so I'm okay with Marvel resetting on Daredevil. I want quality. If it, they need longer for quality, that's fine. But, I mean, because I still haven't watched season three. But <laughs> I don't but, know why. I really don't know why you haven't watched. I'm just. I. You know what? There's no excuses. There's nothing on right now. At this point, it's. I just don't watch it just to fuck with you. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. You're the one missing out, not me. <laughs> I'm not missing out. We'll get into that in our geek this week. I got plenty of geek stuff. I always have geek stuff. But again, when it comes down to it, if Marvel has to reset, fine. I would rather have quality over quantity. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they got to re- they got to do it well, but they're in trouble. I think they're well, in trouble. And I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. This is what Daredevil. What's it called again? Daredevil Reborn or something Reborn. like that. Thank you. Um, I think. I'm not sure. I think born again. Born again, yeah. He's going to be an, um, a Jehovah's Witness now instead of a Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> so born again is a fan-freaking-tastic story in the comics. If done right, this should blow the character back up into the MCU. So take the time. Do it fucking right. He's an important character. He, For sure. He should be. Yeah. And we know that um, the Punisher is going to be in it. They've already announced that. Right. So don't fuck it up, Marvel. Take the don't, time you need. That's right. Don't fuck it I up. I mean, what? When, isn't Echo supposed to be coming out soon? I haven't heard. I don't think they, I mean, listen, the, the actors are on strike, so nothing's coming soon. It doesn't right. matter. That's they right. haven't even they have to shoot stuff, so. But, I mean, again, this is rumors. We're not in the industry, so we're only talking rumors. But there are rumors that Echo is unwatchable. It's that bad. Yeah, I heard that. It was a while back, but we'll find out. Get your shit together, Marvel. Get your shit together. All right. Speaking of getting your shit together, Michael, what is, you know, let's get into our geek this week. I'll go first since I've got my shit together because I have now. Did you buy a new Kindle over uh, uh, yes. Prime thank Days or whatever it was called? Thank the you, Prime Day. Days. Thank you, Prime Day. I got a new Kindle to fix my woes. What kind uh, did you buy? The Paper White. Nice. Uh, I got the bundle for uh, $89. What is so, the bundle? Do you like, like a cover and stuff? A cover and a plug. <laughs> they don't give you Ooh. plugs, right? Ooh, um, plug. Uh, but it is different than the one I had. I mean, I can, it's, it's much better than the one I had, but 
you know, I was fine. It's just black. I and mean, there's nothing like a Kindle, you know, to me. Um, I can't wait. I'm going, my geek this week is my Kindle back to Frodo. Also going camping this week where I can just bring it and sit and read during the day. I'm, I'm super excited to just That's awesome. sit down and read. So, um, yeah. Yeah. How old, well. uh, how old was your last Kindle? I don't know, like 10 years, something like that. Okay. <laughs> I still have, I have the paper white 2015, I think edition. Yeah. Fucker still works. Like yeah. it still holds a chart for weeks. I, I think yeah. you had pretty much the same thing. It only, but then my mom, a, a year or two or a couple of years back, she was given a, as a gift the next paper. I think it was the 2018 version. Yeah. She's like, I don't even want this. Do you want this? And I said, I don't need it. I already have one. But the 2018 was the one that was waterproof. So I'm like, yeah, this one's waterproof too. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, I'll take it. Why not? You know, I mean, if no one's going to use it. I'll use it. And what I like about the new ones, I say new because that even my new one's five years old, is it does that inverse uh, color. So like when you're reading at night, yeah. you can turn everything dark and just the letters light up. I love yep. that. I yeah. love that for night reading. Well, that's cool. So yeah, that's my geek this week. Once again, I have too many. <laughs> of course you do. Well, I finished, uh, I mentioned last week I was reading Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. I finished that. It was fantastic. I enjoyed it. Not exactly the Supergirl story I was expecting. But it's the one you deserve. Yeah. (laughs) If this is actually, like James Gunn said, if this is what they're turning into a film, this is going to be unlike any super type movie that we've seen. Okay. It's... It's interesting. It's, uh, I mean, you know, the super people are like, you know, glorified Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, wherever you want to put it. There is a bit of that, but I don't know. I really liked it and I, I don't want to give any spoilers. It's been out for a while. I bought it on sale because that's what I do. Um, <laughs> but I enjoyed the story, but uh, it's all narrated from this young woman. Uh, telling us why well, I should say she's an old woman when she tells the story and she's telling the story from when she was a young woman. Oh, like uh, uh Titanic. Well, kind of, kind of. <laughs> There's no Jack and all that, but it's, it's a revenge quest. Like I said, I'm not going to spoil anything, but it's an old woman telling a story about what happened when she met Supergirl as a young woman. And I'll just say this. I, Sometimes you can't trust the narrator in a story. Ooh, that's cool. This is one of those times you can't you don't you can't necessarily trust the narrator. I'll just that's say cool. that. That's cool. Cool. So I like that. I also started a book called The Employees. It's a sci-fi book. It's not super long. It's only a couple hundred pages. And it's written in the form of like an HR investigation taking statements from different employees to something that uh, these employees are on board uh, like a century ship or something like that going through space and something happens and it involves, you know, AI and people and what it means to be human. I've just bit into it. I'm enjoying it. But then as I started reading that book, I have it on the Kindle, got a notification that my physical hard copy of the new John Scalzi book, Starter Villain, had shown up. And that book, too, is only just over a couple hundred pages, and it kind of fits into my, I don't want to read massive tomes for a while. I only want to read, like, 250-page stories or less for a bit. Right. So I've started Starter Villain. I'm already, like, I don't know, like a quarter of the way through it. I'm enjoying it. I'll finish that soon, and then I'll go back to the employees. But geeking out, reading all kinds of geek shit, Joe. Well, you know, I should have mentioned that with my Kindle while I was online uh, and bought it, I, I, they, you know, they know me, that fucking Amazon, they know me. And uh, they offered me with my Kindle three books for eight bucks. Okay. The Heir to the Empire series, the original Thrawn series. All three of them for eight bucks? Yeah. Dude, they, okay. I've noticed that. Like, when I'm watching something on Amazon, like, after a certain amount of time, suddenly, it just suddenly goes on sale. They're doing targeted pricing. I guarantee it. 100%. 100%. Because I know I had the other ones. I bought the other ones and read them. 
She's like, hey, you just bought a Kindle. You, you, you want should, these other three? Yep, that's exactly what they did. So I have those in the standby post uh, Lord of the Rings, which should be done somewhere around 2025, I think. Plenty of time. By the time I get done reading this damn thing. Uh, I just don't, you know what? I just don't put the effort into reading, but I need to, uh, you know. You know, you should that. probably yeah. finish Lord of the Rings right about the time they're due to reboot it into another one. Oh, God. Like the, re- <laughs> like the rebooting the Harry Potter series on HBO. Oh, I don't even, I don't even give a shit. Come on. Whatever. It's not about giving a shit. It's just dumb. Like you have decent things out there. Like there's no reason to reboot that. Like I get it. Like they, I mean, I've seen what, how many different versions of Batman since I was 20 years old or. But I feel you can do that with that one. There's just something different about. That's different because we're comic in comics. You're used to, you know, continuous change. Yeah. Change and reboots and ret, you know, retconning stuff. Yeah. Cause that's comics, right? You don't get that in novels. I mean, no, I, you know, like with James Bond, right? The character is always going to be of his time. Right. So no matter when he is James Bond, he's James Bond and everything exists in the present. Nothing. Right. Right. You know, that's right. just how it is. So I'm okay with that. And basically whoever is James Bond for that period of time, he's telling their stories. But James, James Bond is Batman. It's the same idea, right? Exactly. And I'm okay with that. But Harry Potter, it's it's a story, right? It's like, I don't know. I, I'm probably going to end up eating my own words on this, but they're not going to reboot Star Wars, right? Fucking hope not. That story's been told. I think no. I don't think they need to do that because of because of the way they've fitted in and cleaned it up, and it fits in there. There's no reason to do that, right? There's not a re- there's no reason why you can't continue the story and keep building off of it like they're Correct. doing. Right, but they've already done that with Harry Potter too, with the uh, with what the, the Curse uh, of the Child or something like that. No, not even that. Those, those uh, pre those prequel oh, the beast, movies. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, whatever beast movies. Yeah, and all those you know, yeah, those movies. I realize those have not those have been successful because they've made what two they're pretty good. Movies. I liked them. Yeah, Fantastic Beasts, right? Fantastic Beasts, yeah. There's been three of them, so obviously they're doing well enough, but clearly they're not doing as well as the original Harry Potters did. They just need an IP. Every every streaming service is looking for that IP, and HBO Max doesn't, or whatever it is now, doesn't have one. They have Harry Potter, but what are they going to do with it? Well, that's the thing. Warner Brothers owns so many different IPs. Why do they have to go back to the well in Harry Potter? I don't know. I've never they read spent the, the money on it. And they got a fucking uh, amusement park built all over that stuff. Like it's, you know, there's. But the thing is, I mean, I get it if they had rebooted it. Like if the original Harry Potters came out like in the seventies, and they rebooted it now for modern times. Right. I get that. Like they did with Star Trek. Right. They rebooted the film series. It's fine. Give yeah, these are the same actors in that. Well, yeah. What? They didn't reboot it. They just, oh, oh, sorry. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, the reboot. I thought you meant in, you said 90s, but it was 90s, but I'm thinking like, you know. But again, that's sci-fi, right? And we're kind of used to time travel. And I mean, time travel is part of Star Trek. It just is. Every, it, it exists. So I get that with like Star Trek and stuff like that. But things are different now. In the age of streaming, Everything is new and nothing is new. Right. That makes sense. Right. Like when we were kids, oh, you want to watch Star Trek? Well, you got to wait till 11 o'clock or no, 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night when they show it in syndication after the news is over. And that's when it's on. Right. And you're not recording it. Right. <laughs> you you got to stay up and watch that. Like that's how I watched Deep Space Nine. And you were watching that and I had the VCR and watched, uh, at 11.30 on Channel 50 in Detroit, classic comedy, Three Stooges, every night. And I paused on the commercials. I had a six-hour videotape, all paused, commercial-free, Three Stooges. Wow, that, you had to be right there with that pause. You well, were I was right there. I was right there. I was on it. See. And I wish I knew I, that tape was now. In college, I didn't have a VCR in my dorm. But every night. At 10 o'clock, 
they'd show an episode of Next Generation. And then at 11 o'clock, they'd show an episode of Deep Space Nine. That's how I caught up and watched so much Star Trek. Because it was just on. If you want, if you wanted to watch it, you had to be there to watch it. But now, if some kid is like, oh, man, I read these Harry Potter books. They're really good. Well, guess what? All eight or nine films or however many there are, they're all on HBO Max. You can watch them whenever you want. Yeah. So why reboot it? I don't know. That's what they want to do. I know. Tell you what, though. Who, I wonder who owns the uh, Three Stooges, uh, what would you call it, IP or whatever? Because that's perfect for TikTok. <laughs> Show like a 15-second scene of people slapping each other. Dude, that's yeah, but should be all over that. They tried to make a movie. No, no, just the old stuff. You don't have to make anything new. You just put cuts on TikTok of the three Susans. You can buy, you get a couple of funny things, and you move on. It's a great that's way. Actually to pretty, that's actually pretty brilliant. I think It's pretty smart. Like, they would just throw it out there, and you, you know, watch the full thing here on whatever. Pluto, whatever the fuck it's on. Quibi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not Quibi. Yeah, not Quibi, whatever. Anyways, who am I? Just a marketing person. What do you um, know, Joe? What do I know? Not a damn thing. You know what I do know, though, Michael, is that we have a Patreon page. And if uh, people want to check it out at patreon.com slash kybercast and, uh, you know, give the show a little help, that'd be a great place to do it. That's, we do uh, appreciate it. We do. We do. Uh, patreon.com slash kybercast. So that brings us to our main topic today. Uh, I assumed you watched it. Oh, yeah. I watched it. I, I didn't watch it last week, right after we recorded. I think mm-hmm. I watched it on Monday night. Did you? But I knew I had time. I feel like I need to watch it like the day before here because I watched it that after we after our podcast, and I'll probably do the same thing tonight because Michelle wants to watch it. Um, I, I mean, you know, I like the show, but man, it's it's. I don't know where it's going. I don't know what it's doing. I, I really don't. I mean, it's fun. But I don't know if that was a good first episode. I love us because my reaction is 180 degrees different. Okay. But <laughs> but keep going. No, I just, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I had, like, I was fun watching it. I'm just looking at it from a story. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I wasn't like, holy shit, that was so great. I was like, okay. I was. Uh, I, that episode got done. So literally 15, 20 minutes ago, I said, Marvel needs to get his shit together. Loki is Marvel with its shit together. We'll see. It's not done yet. We'll give this just like I, any, just same with like Ahsoka. I said, I'll wait to the end. That's fair. That is more than fair. But everyone knows that listens to this podcast. And if you don't, I'm going to repeat it. Loki is, my opinion, the best of the Marvel TV shows. I love it. It's perfect. It's not perfect, but I love it. I cared more about the characters and what was going on in this first episode than I did for most of the Ahsoka series. Now, you have a season under your belt, though, so you already know some of that. That's that's, that's fair. That's a fair criticism. But what I like about this show, I mean, it gave you everything you needed in that first episode. It's called Ouroboros which I already knew what that was. And I, mean, I as soon as this episode started, I said, Ouroboros. I said, makes sense. And I paused it. And I'm like, Shay, do you know what that is? And she's like, oh boy, you're going to tell me some more geek shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. I'm like, it's it's the ancient, you know, symbol of the snake. And, you know, it's eating its tail. It's about the end is the beginning is the end is the beginning, blah, blah, blah. And it fits perfectly because, yes, we meet the character Ouroboros, O-B, but this episode, it starts, and where it ends is going to be the end of the series. I'm telling you that right now. It's the end is the beginning is the beginning is the end. Does that it's going to just end at this first series. It's going to come back to this. No. So there's a scene when Loki, right before he gets slingshotted back through time and knocks uh, Morpheus, not Morpheus, Mobius. Sorry, Mobius. Morpheus. Wrong movie. Yep. Him and uh, Morbius get knocked through and they're saved and, you know, he's, 
He's pulled him out of the time slippage and all that. But he's in the past, right as everything's going to hell, you know, from last season. He jumps back just a little bit and he comes down that hallway. He sees Sylvie coming out of the elevator. And then someone behind him stabs him with one of those sticks and right. removes him. Prunes him. Prunes him, yes. That is 100% where the series is going to end. We're going to see that same scene in the last episode this season because the end is the beginning is the end is the beginning. Because we don't see who prunes him. I'm going to put money on the table right now. It's Loki that prunes him. Probably. Because... When you well, see my question through, to you is yes. my question to you is is there now one Loki? Because according to the end of that, didn't he have to prune all of them to come through or whatever he was saying? Well, that's the thing. I don't know because yes, he's the star, and you can never trust Loki or anything he says. Remember, Loki's Loki all didn't say it. Ob said it. I understand that. Loki is the god of mischief, so if there's a way to be an exception, it's Loki. That makes sense? Yeah. So, uh, well, he says, you know, you gotta get, you got to get pruned to get back, you know, to collect all of you into one Loki. Mm-hmm. So, I believe... Like I said, that's Loki at the end that prunes himself so that way he can be pulled together to go back to Mobius to later find uh, Sylvie. Sylvie again. But if they're all pruned, then Sylvie's another Loki, so there can't be. I thought he couldn't come back unless everybody was pruned. I guess I was confused. That's a good question because you're right. Sylvie is an alternate. Right. A variant of Loki. So. Is it going to have to end with Loki pruning himself so he can then prune Sylvie? Is that going to be the big like arc this season that he? I guess what's the fucking point of the show? That's that, what I'm asking. Like, what is the goal of the show to to stop Kang to get Loki back to? Whatever Marvel Universe is happening to save time to save. I have no fucking clue what this show is, wants to do. That's my well, point. What was what was the point of the first season? To stop things from prune to, to divert. That's what we thought. But obviously we thought. the whole point of the show was to create the multiverse. But it didn't. The multiverse was created in a different way, didn't, wasn't it? Did no. I miss something? No, the multiverse was created the second that she killed uh, he who remains. That's why you get that splinter effect. That's why. Yeah, I, I know. But then you have like, we had multiverse of madness. We had like, it's just unclear. This is my point with Marvel. I don't know what the fuck is going on with any of Marvel right now. But multiverse of madness came after the show and right. it was the same thing, same energy, same all that. So it's because of Loki season one that the multiverse even exists. I think we, I mean, that's, that's the guess, but it's not really been told to us that way. We don't know the connections through of, of any of phase four or five or the fuck we're in right now. No, no. It's the, the connections are not nearly as obvious as they were in phase one, two, and three. That's, that's clear. But the fact that, um, Sylvie killed he who remains created the possibility for his variants, the Kangs and others to be around and, we saw them at the end of Ant-Man, the Council of Kings. So mm-hmm. I think everything spins out of Loki season one. So that does pose a very good question. So where is Loki season two? It's not going to close the multiverse. No. We know that's not going to happen until the Avengers films. Right? Uh, that would allegedly be my guess. Be my guess too. Which those are now years out. So, so is the goal of the show to get Loki back to the MCU? I don't know. I think the goal of this show might just be to show the power and the danger 
of the Kang variants, because we know we're going to see one of them this season from back in the 1800s. Right. Mr. Timely or something like that or something, something. I can't remember his name, but we saw him at the end of, uh, there is the scene basically from Loki season right. two right. at the end of Ant-Man. They were back in time and they saw him in the 1800s. Yeah. This is going to be a steampunk dream. This, this, this season, I think. Well, possibly. I mean, we know we're going to run into him there, but the thing with the Kang variants or the he who remains variants, however you want to look at it, is that we know they travel through space and time. That was the whole point of Ant-Man Quantumania. Right, right. I guess I'm just saying like they got to have to like bring some I don't know, straightforwardness to this to the narrative here of what the show wants to do. I think it's, I don't know, I think it's a bit of an enigma wrapped in a mystery. Yeah, but that's not always fun. Like, okay, you just keep doing crazy shit and we don't know no, what, you're doing, like what you're doing. No, I'm not saying it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying to be, you know, hard to figure out for the sake of being hard to figure out. You're going into, uh, you're going into your buddy, um, J.J. Abrams territory, which is a black box that nothing gets resolved. Well, you just keep asking questions. That's that's where it's at right now. I'm sorry. It's where the show is at. It's just a black box. Chase something. We don't know what the fuck you're chasing. We don't know why you're chasing it for this show. If they would make, to me, when I watched season one, it was about him trying to get back to the MCU. That should be the goal of this show. Well, that's what something we thought. Small. Well, it should be is what I'm saying because it's it is what he thought. But and he opened up the multiverse. That doesn't mean he still doesn't mean his motivation needs to change. Right. Well, even, I mean, we, there's hints of that already in this, this first uh, episode that Loki has not changed. He's still very egocentric and it's all about him surviving. That's why I think we saw everything we need to see in this episode to tell us where this series is going. For example, the whole scene where he talks about when Sylvie, um, you know, they got in a fight and she pushed him through a time door and well, then uh, Morpheus is like, not Morpheus, I did it again. <laughs> Mobius is like, well, I'd ask you who won that fight, but he goes, it was a draw. <laughs> He's still full of himself. Yeah, that's fine. But we don't know the motivation anymore. I think the motivation is as it always is. Loki stands alone. He part of, So he's mischievous, yeah? But part of his thing is, he has so much ego, especially this version of him. The Loki we saw at the end of Ragnarok had become actually a brother. To but that's him. not this Loki. Exactly. That's a key point. This is the Loki from the end of Avengers who has not had that growth, who right. did not experience his mother dying, who didn't experience his father dying and having to take on Hela. Okay. This is not that Loki. So this Loki is still very egocentric and still very much into making sure he's on top. That's why I think. Again, but he was shown that timeline in season one. Yeah. but He knows those things happened. You know, if someone could show me an alternate life that I could have had. No, no, no. But I, I mean, unless he does, I live those things, I'm not going yeah, to be that person. Right. But at least he knows that it happened. Like if he goes it's, back to that MCU, that that will be gone. Those things would have happened. Right. Those things are possible. But not for him because he didn't have those experiences. So they didn't, you know, everything I am today is because everything that's happened to me sure. until this point. Same with you. So that's why this Loki can never be that Loki. No, but if he goes back to the MCU as it stands right now, even though he's this Loki, he'll come back to the remnants of those things have happened. Yes, but he still didn't experience them. So he might. No, but he's going to have to deal with it yes. in a different way. It'll be experienced, but not of the moment. Correct. He, yes, exactly. So because this Loki is the more selfish one and more into himself and very egotistical, again, I think that's him, Loki, that prunes himself. And it's obvious Loki is in love with Sylvie, which is funny because it's ironic because he's technically in love with himself, just a version of himself, which is so on. So on, you know, par for be Loki being Loki. But also, I think he's going to have to kill Sylvie. He's going to have to prune Sylvie. 
Probably. I, if it if this season ends where you say it's going to end, then I'll probably be upset with that. Be like, okay, just back into a circle, and we don't know what no, no fucking re- resolution actually. See, I again, like you, I thought the whole point of season one initially was Loki is doing whatever he has to do. Fine, I got to track down this you know variant of me that's killing people off. Blah blah blah, and I need to take care of it. Whatever I need to do so I can stay alive, so I can figure out a way to get back into the universe. Fine, I'll do it. That's what Loki is, right? That's what he does. He's always worried about himself, number one. I think that's going to continue in this. And even though he loves Sylvie. I don't think there's going to be a season three is what I'm saying. I I would agree with that only because. Um, there wasn't supposed to be a season two, by the way. But it. It was so good when they, I mean, they announced season two immediately at the end of season one. Right. But that was the first time they did that. Right. They originally weren't going to have it. They must have had an outline, but at the end of the day, I don't think we're going to see a season three. No, they they better have a resolution here. Better than just ending where we just watched this first episode. If it ends, it's it's not going to end a hundred percent there. There'll be a few minutes after that. And I think it's going to establish really establish how big of a menace Kang and his variants are and how Loki uh, will help bring about the, um, what is it? The Kang uh, dynasty. Yeah. The Kang dynasty because he's going to make selfish decisions for himself. Maybe. I think that's the point of this show. When it all comes and said and done, it's Loki, not necessarily helping the Kang Dynasty come to be, but his selfish actions cause it. Because it's like that in the Avengers when Captain America told Iron Man, you can't make the hard call. And then he does at the end. Loki can't make the hard call. The hard call would be... um, well, actually, the hard call would probably be to kill Sylvie. So now that I'm thinking about this, I'm wondering if he does kill Sylvie. I wonder if him not killing Sylvie because he actually does love her might be what helps bring the Kang dynasty because he refuses to prune her. Now I'm thinking about that. That could be. But then again, that would require Loki to love someone more than he loves himself, even though she is himself. But anyway. God, now I'm all turned around. Is she going to kill Sylvia or not? Now I don't know. And then part of the series, part of the point of this series is also going to be Sylvie trying to experience life. Yeah, she she's going to get a Big Mac. No, she's getting chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggets? Sorry, chicken McNuggets. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, That'll be interesting. That, that, now that helps me like want to watch the next episode to see what happens there. Totally, totally there. But let's just talk, you know, we got Kehu Kwan in there now. God, he was great, wasn't he? Yeah, he's very good. I mean, what a resurgence of all the stuff he's been in through lately and perfect timing. It's just like another uh, everywhere all at once. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to love this guy who, you know, he realized, you know, he was not in the industry. Like he was around the periphery of it. But, you know, once he got out of his teen years and stuff, He's like, the roles dried up. Right. And he was pretty much out of it until so they're like, hey, here's this small indie movie script. Do you want to be in it? And I am here for it. I love that he's back and he's back in such a huge way. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's very cool. I was just literally today, uh, I found this post about, you know, the Goonies and stuff. Right. And I was reminded of his Oscar speech, post-Oscar You know, he's doing the press stuff. He's like, I literally just got a call from Corey Feldman. You know, uh, the guy that played Chunk is my entertainment lawyer. You know, (laughs) I love how they talk about how they're at this age, 30, almost 40 years later, they're all still on an email chain together. Yeah. They still all love and support each other. That is. I don't know why they talked to Corey Feldman, though. I mean, if you go look up some YouTube things on him right now, you will freak out. He does. He does concerts and he sings the song from Lost Boys. It's really bizarre. He's different. 
and he's obviously been through some shit. And he wants to be Michael Jackson in a bad, bad way. I don't, listen, I he's different. There's no question. <laughs> that good to him. I mean, he's making a living. Good for him. No, but and not to go too far down this road, but it was clear, you know, some horrible shit happened to him and the other Corey when they were kids. Yeah. So I don't know what that does to a person. Obviously, this is his, you know, this is who he is now. And, uh, but anyway, the point is, I'm glad that they're all still family. You know, they all, and I'm glad that they all celebrate, you know, Sean Astin, you know, had reached out to him as well. I love that they're still like that and that they celebrate it when one of them, you know, gets a win. They're back in it. You know, Aston really hasn't gone anywhere. He pops up every couple of years and something and he's still good. Right. But, you know, for Kiyu Kwan to come back like he did, it's it's a Hollywood ending that is deserved, I think. I think so, too. Totally. Totally, totally. So you're good. Let's get our, you know, right now, I mean, I'm not going to grade anything because. It's the first we, episode. We have a lot right? more to go. I'm looking forward to the rest. I'm just saying I was like, okay, it's more of the same. I enjoy it. Love where it's going. I don't know where it's going, um, but. I'm going to stay on the ride for sure. So that that's where I'm at. Uh, I'm probably going to watch it right after we get out of here or tomorrow, something like that. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's where I'm at. How about well, you? Well, I know you're all in. We kind of just said it, but yeah, no, we're all, I'm all in, but I know you don't like where you don't, I know you're saying you don't like that. You don't necessarily know where it's going. I don't necessarily know where it's going either, but I don't know. Uh, Obviously, if it comes down to the last episode and it's shit, I will say it's shit. You know, a, a bad landing can ruin a whole season. Um, I'm just saying off this first issue, this first issue, this first episode, <laughs> we've got many more to go. Yes, but my initial reaction is this is what Marvel TV should be doing. Right. We'll see if it sticks. We'll see if it sticks. All right. How can people tell us if they think Loki is going to stick or suck. Yeah. What's your opinion on this? You can let us know on both Twitter, Instagram, not both Twitter, Instagram, and threads. That's three people thrice. You can I will not see anybody's on Twitter, by the way. Yeah. Joe no longer on Twitter. Tybercast is still on Twitter. Yep. I'll use that, but I deleted uh, my. No, now when we post headlines, you just see a picture and we don't, you don't know what the headline is. Because that's the way Elon likes it now. Anyway. Um, he clearly wants to bankrupt that place. Whatever. Go. I don't know this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyhow. All that aside, Twitter, Instagram, and threads at KyberCast. Or if Facebook is more your thing, group and a page at the KyberCast. And... If you really would like to help out the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash kybercast or a better way is to smash that subscribe button so that you get the latest episode when it's ready to watch. Watch? Listen. I'm looking at Michael. We, we record video, but I, I assure you all you don't want to see video of this. I um, have a face for radio. Yeah, you, you and me both. <laughs> um, but... Check it out. Tell your friends about our show. They can catch us at pretty much any podcatcher or go to the website at kybercast.com. All of our episodes are streaming there as well. So, hey, it's a slow time. We will keep up with Loki as it gets going. Uh, then we'll get into the Marvels maybe in another month. Um, and that's pretty much it until the new uh, content starts coming out. So anything else to add, Michael? Not a thing. All right. Well, we'll talk again next week. So... This is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.